I was trying to finish my giving. <laughs> the Lord reminded me, yeah, but you got some money over there too. I thought, yeah, I don't know what I do. Had to get that right. Amen. You know you got to keep that right, right? You better. Come on, do right. I'm sorry. Sweetheart, finish this for me, baby. It's making me put my security code in there. That's the security code. And, and the church app is already up. It's just waiting. Praise the Lord. Somebody said amen. Have you enjoyed the presence of God today? If you have, get, put your hands together and give him praise. Amen. No, really. It's really awesome. <laughs> Which, <laughs> so you know we're in this family thing right and I, I said Lord you know I was wrestling uh, not negatively but you know about this picture I had in my heart about the Lord and about family so I can do this pretty quick but I need you to act like you understand every word I'm saying amen and I need you to, if you just think, I'm, if you just even think it's worthy of a praise, I need you to praise him. Amen. And, and if you'll do that, we'll get through this real quick. And uh, touch the person next to you because God is restoring everything that was lost. He, he, everything that was lost, everything that belonged to you, everything that's, that he paid for for you, he's restoring it. Well, how would you know unless you are aware of it? If you're aware of what, what you have not got that's supposed to be yours, I want you to believe God with me. And he is restoring all of it. Amen. Raise those hands. Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word is true. I praise you because you do not lie, cannot lie. Bring forth that which you promised in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. All God's people said amen. amen. Give him one more praise before you take your seat. <laughs> you may be seated, if you will, and turn your Bibles. Uh, I'm going to land. Uh, I'm going to land in in, in in Luke chapter Luke chapter 15. Um, I, I want you to. Be remind, I want us to be reminded this morning that God has such regard for your household. His mind, his heart is on your household. You say amen. It matters so much to God what's happening in your own family. Amen. See, if you, if the restoration of the world, come on, say this to me. The restoration of the world begins at home. <laughs> Say it one more time. The restoration of the world begins at home on my family altar. Say the restoration of the world begins at home on my family altar. It's an amazing thing. So the way I can do this, I think I can do this quicker if I just help you understand that when Ephesians chapter 3 in verse 4, stay, stay there at Luke, but Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 and 15 says, For this reason, Paul the Apostle says, I bow my knees to the 
father, Pater, from whom every family, Patria, every family and in heaven and earth is named. I bow my knees to the Pater, the father from whom every family, and actually the implication is every family type, in heaven and on earth derives its nature, its name. And the people said, Amen. There's something God is restoring that was lost. So I want to give you a quick story like Jesus did. This is a line of stories. The theologians call this stories that changed the world. This is one of them. May God open your ears to hear it just a little bit differently. The word is joy. Say joy. What comes to your mind when you think of joy? People who say they have joy and are stoic, they're lying. People who say that, that joy is a major attribute in my life, but have no emotion, they never get discombobulated. They never get beside themselves. I was watching a new, uh, TikTok. Have uh, you seen the TikTok uh, 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 a post where a, a, a person's on the side of the road, they, they, they don't have nothing, and somebody comes up to him and said, Sir, uh, can I help you? He said, Well, yeah, I don't know how you can help me. He said, Well, here, uh, so he'll ask him a question like, What's the toughest thing in your life? And they'll tell him what the toughest thing in their life is. And they pull out $500 or $1,000 and put it in their hand. He said, I just wanted to bless you, sir, and keep on running. Have you seen no TikTok? What do they do? What do they do? One of them was just skipping. <laughs> Dancing. Joy, look, you don't have joy if it's not expressed. Some people are embarrassed to express the joy they have. But when it's the real joy of the Lord, you can't help yourself. Joy, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that we haven't preached enough about it. But the kingdom of God is demonstrated by righteousness, come on, and peace, come on, and joy. And some people, some people have never had that yet because true joy comes from heaven. Some of you are so cool. You're so cool. You're so cool, you're sickening. You're so cool. You never get upset about nothing. God's going to rock. You tell your neighbor, God's going to rock your world. So, and so in, in the 15th chapter, I just want to point this out to you as I deliver this to you this morning. I want you to see this. So, Tiff, you got to fix my computer so it won't go back to what it's doing right now. So it's, 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 it's going to the, what you call that back screen? Too quick? I got to go in here and put all the codes back in here. It's just started this when, uh, since uh, my sweetheart poured coffee on my screen. You know, it was, it was, <laughs> it wasn't coffee. It was something else. Anyway, she didn't mean to do it. Poured it over my keyboard, so I had to go back in there and get things right. So just give me one second and, I, and I'll, I'll get it together. There we go. All right. 
There it is. Boom. Okay. Now check this out. You, sometimes you miss the whole deal because you're so focused on a, a, a few verses. But if you see the whole thing, you go, oh my God. So Jesus is talking to a group. Let me, let me give you the group. I've told you about these folks before. Uh, some of us might fit into this group. In, 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 uh, in, in chapter 15, verse 1, it names the group he's talking to. So he has an audience of people. Who's in the audience? Well, number one, the tax collectors. Now you can understand, they hate it tax collectors. It's like being a traitor to your own people. It's like the establishment hires you to collect taxes from your own and you're always collecting more than you should because that's how you made a living. You give the government theirs and you keep the rest. Lord have mercy, sound like anyway it, so here we go the, the tax collectors, they were Jews working for the occupied power they were like traitors to their own people. Mm -hmm. They were listening to Jesus. And then the next category is sinners. That could be anybody. How many of y'all know some sinners? Raise your hand if you know some sinners. I know you were one. Amen. And the Bible says they came to listen to him from far, from near. They came near to him. Notice this. Sinners came near to him. I'm reading. 15th chapter, Luke, I didn't say that? Oh, I'm so sorry. Luke chapter 15, verse 1. Luke 15, 1. It, the categories are right there in front of my face. First of all, I'm going to put they rich, they got money, but they're hated. Isn't it amazing how folks who have money can be hated? We even have a culture in our culture today. We put rich folks down because we just know they did something wrong. You a lie. They're jealous, right? But the tax collectors, they were there. In fact, don't, don't, don't get twisted. One of Jesus' disciples was, was a former tax collector. Are you there? What was his name? Matthew. That's exactly right. Name of my son. And he's true to his name. He owns some money. Oh, he about his money. Anyway. Anyway. Am I right? Yeah. So check it out. Uh, come on, Flynn. Here we go. Don't you dare die on me. Okay, so I might just hand this computer to you to keep it alive so I don't have to put that code back in there. So tax collectors and the second category is what? Sinners. And, and they came to listen to him. And what's verse, verse two? What, who, who else came? Pharisees. They're the religious folk. Pharisees. They're the religious people, right? They, 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 they gonna look good and they gonna talk deep but they can't live a dime's worth. We've got sinners, broad category. We got tax collectors, very small percentage. You got the Pharisees, they got money and they're religious. Uh -huh. They're the church goers, not the church doers. Do you understand what I'm saying? They know the Bible, they don't know Jesus. They know the scriptures. They don't, they can't produce what the scriptures say. Because the spirit that wrote the scriptures is not in them. They have a look and no produce. They fake. Are you all there? They're listening to Jesus. Are you still there? And what's the last category that's there? The who? 
scribes, what that? They're the lawyers. Sometimes the lawyers can be the worst. They know every jot and tittle. They know the ins and outs and ups and downs of what the word says. Don't mean they're obeying it. But they're the guys that described, they reproduced what was written, so they had to know it by rote. Now, all these guys are in, they are in the group Jesus is talking to. Are you hearing me? But they all have something in common. And I don't know why I didn't see it, Lord. But every single one of them has family. I don't know why I didn't get that. I don't care what status they were, what category they're in, they all had family. And they all had family problems. And they all had family disappointments. So when Jesus is talking, the way he's talking, oh, he's got their ear. Because I don't care how much money you make, you can't escape the issues of family. Some, of, some people try to make money, they get motivated to make more money than anybody else because they think the money is going to solve all their problems. Look at your neighbor and say, if you believe that, that's a, that's a bad lie right there. If you think that money will solve all your problems. Actually, the, tr the truth is, more money will bring you more problems. But you want to do this God's way so it won't bring you no sorrow. Amen. Amen. So, that's who he's talking to. Are you still with me? So when he talks to him, and I need to see my notes now. Now, now uh-huh, so he starts talking to them, and when he describes his group, is it this, he's, that fact, they were talking about Jesus, because they said, this man, he eats, he's the religious folks, he eats with sinners. Are y'all okay? Yeah. Okay, it's like, uh, you're like, you know, you, you associate with them, and by the way, they understood covenant, so uh, well, if you ate with somebody, you would be in covenant with him. That was in the East to this very day. That is a, a, a fact. If you eat with somebody in the East, they consider themselves in covenant with you, which means you, don't, you can never be their enemy. They can never be your, you, you, can, you will always be their friend, and you're never to be their enemy. Are you breathing, saints? Okay. And so Jesus is, eats. He said, this guy, he eats with sinners. No, religious people can't stand to associate with people who are on the outside what they are on the inside. I got to get this good. I got to do this. So I just want to put the setting right. So when you read the scripture, you go back, you say, oh my God, what are you, what were you saying? Jesus was talking about one of the most important things to every person who's breathing in this building today, and that's your family. He knows exactly where they are theologically. He knows where they are emotionally. He is clear about who he's speaking to. So he tells them this story. I can't believe, Jesus, you told him this story. This is crazy. He starts out by saying, he starts out by saying, he said, now, um, what man among you got a hundred sheep? What man among you got a hundred sheep? And, and, and one of your sheep strays away. How many of y'all got kids? The family could be all doing stuff together. You got one over like this. <laughs> Raise your hand if you got one of them like I have. It's amazing to me. You have, you've got a hundred sheep, one strays off, you leave the 99. Are you all there? To go find, hello, the one. Now, I, I know you know this story, but check it out. Check out, check out 
what he says about them. This is crazy. He says, uh, he, they let this one, that all the 99, he's not saying that the, 90, that the one is more important than the 99. What he's saying is the 99 is as important as the one. Are you hearing what I'm saying? To God, he has a different, he has a different, he has a different value system. So he leaves the 99, he goes, finds the one. And check it out. Here's the scripture I want you to hone on. 15.7 says this. I tell you in the same way. Do you see that in the scripture? I tell you in the same way. So Jesus said, this, this shepherd, because of his heart. See, when you have a shepherd's heart, it's like a parent. You don't love one child more than the other. And the one that's crazy. Oh, all parents got some crazy kids. Don't laugh. You probably was that one. <laughs> Hi, John. It's good to see you, sir. Wait, what you at? <laughs> You're going to leave the 99, runs and gets, he's searching, he's searching everywhere until he finds it. When he finds the sheep, he said, I want you to see. He puts him on his shoulder. And he, 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 it's almost, you can see, if you read the text, it's like, <laughs> I find him, I find him, I find him, I find him. See, some of y'all have a problem right now because that's not in your heart right now. Because that brother or sister or child that's gone right now, you glad they're gone. Because they made so many problems in your house, in your life, so many disappointments. But Jesus said, he said, I'm going to tell you this story. This shepherd, he goes, he finds the one sheep. He skips on. He is so happy. And what does he say? He says, he says, I tell you in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over the 99 righteous persons who don't need any repentance. And he uses the word joy. Because the kingdom of God is righteousness, come on, peace and what? Joy. The one thing I believe God wants to bring to the body of Christ, which will, which will light up, light us up in such a way that they will know not only that we've been with Jesus, but we have the answers they're looking for. And I don't care how much money you make or don't make. When God touches this area of your life, Oh, my God. He said, I love it when he said, in heaven. You know, in heaven is not sad. I, I'm sorry. Are you breathing? Heaven's not sad. Heaven is not somber. Jesus said, when you find that one, he said, how did he say it? How does, he, how does it say it? How does it read, Tiff? First few verses. In the same way. In the, in the same way, there will be more joy in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who need no repentance. Be more joy in heaven. Come on, say, more joy in heaven. Now, what Jesus is trying to do is bring that joy to earth. That's why he's telling the story. So he flips to story number two. Because they're, you know, they're listening. Okay. Okay. They're thinking monetarily. The fur you get from the sheep. 
Don't make him lamb chops. If you make a sheep lamb chop, that's it. Y'all ain't got it. You cut him up, you know, you can't do nothing with him, right? But you keep him alive and keep him healthy and keep growing. And you shave the wool, shave the wool, save the sheep. <laughs> shave the wool, get, get, sell the wool, get money. Y'all hear what I'm saying? So those who are monetary, they think, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense. You know, monetary gain. You know, that's cool. Next story. He says, or oh, what woman, if she has 10 silver coins and loses one coin, does not light a lamp and sweep the house and search carefully, meticulously, until she finds that coin? Because some theologians said that coin was part of the coins that she wore around her neck, representing her marriage. She loses that coin, she turned the house upside down. She's looking everywhere. She's looking in the cracks, in the crevices, because it's valuable to her. Are you there? Jesus is telling the story. Don't forget the crowd he's talking to. And, he, and she searches until, no, say, to say until. I mean, she will not stop until, because it's that important to her. The shepherd keeps looking until, because Because that sheep is that important to him. Something the Lord wants to restore in your life. And you can't have the joy unless you're willing to deal with the sorrow and the disappointment. I don't know about you, but I have to go get sanctified again. When I lose something and I can't find it, I got to watch not what I'm saying, but what I'm thinking. I wish I could get somebody else. Anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm almost there. Stay with me. So the Bible says she searched everywhere. She turned the house upside down. When she finds it, she calls together her friend. Mabel! She calls together her friend. She said, Mabel! Sissy! Two, two. I want y'all to know you got you got to celebrate. I found it. I found it. I found it. I found it. Yeah, right. Cause she's full of she's full of joy. Something that you've been missing. Jesus is telling the story. All the categories that are listening to him don't have what he's talking about. My God, they don't have that one thing that makes life. Amazing. They don't have that one thing that, 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 that causes you to light up like a candle in the dark night. Jesus after something. He's after something in the story he tells. Check this out. He said, when she found that coin, we're going to party. We're going to party. We're going to party. Yeah, right, right. Because, because when you got joy, you don't care how you look. You don't even care if you're in time or not. You don't even care if you're in tune or not. Ain't nobody talking to me. Okay. Are you tracking with me? Listen at the words. In the same way. In the same way I tell you. In the same way. 
He said, there's more joy in heaven. In the same way, I tell you, the way this woman rejoiced when she found that thing precious to her, in the way that the shepherd rejoiced when he found that thing that was precious to him, in the same way, there's more rejoicing in heaven. God's trying to get heaven in your heart so that joy that's there is now here. Some of you can't and haven't received the joy because you haven't entered into the pain. You haven't embraced the problem. You haven't taken seriously what it takes to recover what's lost. You'd rather just try to forget it rather than go after it. Then he tells a third story. Talk about genius. Oh, my God. Then he, he, he connects them together. They're not disconnected. It's one line. He's just speaking it right on. One after the other, and they're listening. And every time he makes the illustration, they get closer and closer. By the time he comes to the third story, he's he like E.F. Hutton. Everybody listening. Even though they were talking about him, the fact that he eats with sinners. His reputation now... His reputation doesn't mean anything because he got their ear. And he comes to the story every one of you here knows about. Because we've all played in this story, and I suspect every one of us are playing, still playing some part of it. So Jesus said, there was a father with two sons. And the younger son very disrespectfully. Like some of your parents who are here today have experiences, nothing like experiencing disrespect from those you love. Few pains match that. There's nothing more frustrating than when you experience the disrespect and dishonor from those whom you love the most. And Jesus knows who he's talking to. He knows which one of them in that crowd listening had already experienced or are all now experiencing what he's talking about. I don't know how I missed it. It just blew my mind. So the son, <laughs> he decides, he tells his father, Father, uh, I, I need you to give me my inheritance. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I need you to act like you're dead to me and give me what you saved up for me. Give me my portion now. I think we could, ask, we could say the audacity of a child to ask them, their dad or their mom to treat me like you're dead. I can't wait till you die to get the inheritance, so give it to me now. Oh, you guys are not, you're not listening to me. Are you listening to me? And I don't think we understand that, that story that changes the world that he, he says. Because the father has already in his heart decided that he was going to give generous portions to his sons. But because this son, did, with the audacity to see yourself disconnected,
rejected from the one who bought you in the world. But the son, obviously, had other things motivating him. As our children that we raise, moms and dads, we, we think that all that we have done for our children, things that they don't even understand, they'll never, things that they'll never know until they have children, things that you sacrificed, things you went through for them. You, you didn't tell your, some of you mother, by the way, your mamas and daddies just say, do you know what I did for you? But you just shut your mouth. Because you cannot barter what you're supposed to do for that child's love, let alone obedience. He said, Dad, give me what belongs to me. I'm out. And I'm, I'm sure the dad was shocked. But he, as many parents who watch their kids, can see the unrest in them. Some of you are suffering from that right now. You saw your kids, you know, just kind of pulling away. You know, they, you know, they're not as affectionate anymore. They don't want to spend time. Now they're kind of ashamed of you, and they don't want your friends to know who their mama is. Am I talking to the right people? They get, they, they get little, they get little hips on them. You know what I'm saying? And you know, they get, you know, and they, and, 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 and you know, they, my, my, my grandma said, "You child, you're smelling yourself, ain't you?" <laughs> you, 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 you know what I'm talking about and then they, they start treating you disrespectfully you know there's something wrong parents you know it when they, they talking, they're talking they're talking to you but they got that they got the look on their face like <laughs> my parents used to discipline the attitude <laughs> wait not, it wasn't what you said, it was how you said it. And we ain't got that right, right, right now, right now. I'm, I'm talking to all you parents that ain't got enough courage. I'm talking to all you woke parents that ain't got enough sense to know that how, to, how to discipline your children. Take me to jail. I'll be beating them while you dragging me off. Because I love them that much. Amen. You know your kids are crazy because you was crazy. They got it from you. Every time they cut up, you know, you see yourself, you go, oh, Jesus, oh, Jesus. How many parents heard your own words coming back to you? Same phrases, same tone of voice. Dad, give me my hair and just, you know, he, he may have been respectful up to this point, but th th this was almost unconscionable. Just to think that, that you would, you would, uh, you, you, you couldn't wait. The father was very wise. And the children come to an age where you trying to resist them does not work. You got to accept the fact that whatever has brought them to that point has happened, and you gotta look different, you gotta think differently. So the father didn't cuss him out, didn't, didn't no, no, didn't do none of that. Went back in his, his office, got his deeds, and, and came out to the son and wrote it out to him and said, Son, here's your inheritance. And the, I, 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 the, Jesus doesn't tell us the intimate details of the story. So I, I'm taking a little bit of license in what I'm saying. So that all of you listening to me online, the scripture didn't say this, but this is what I'm saying, because that's what I'm saying. 
So, so if the father might have been thinking, you know, I can't believe he's doing it. He didn't cuss him out. There's no indication that he, that he resisted him. He becomes a true father. He accommodated him. Lord, have mercy. Have mercy. Gave him his inheritance. The Bible says not many days hence. Am I there? Not many days. Not many days hence. He, I believe it is. How does it, how does it say it? Verse 13. Verse 13. Not many days. Not many, I don't know how long that son held that inheritance. It might have been that the mama said, boy, have you lost your mind? How many of you know that moms are always sneaking? <laughs> moms are always, you know, what, what, he, what, they, what your kids don't say to pops, they say to mom. Thank you, Laura, for that. She probably said, son, really, you really want to do this? The Bible said not many days. So there were some days he didn't do nothing. He just kept it. But, but I think, and this is just my conjecture, that those who had, that the son decided to let them have more influence in their, his life than his parents, I kind of feel him like this. Man, you going, we know we say, we know we had a plan, we ready, what you waiting on? I like to think, in my twist of the story, that he got, he got under pressure and decided, I'm going, okay. So he leaves, takes it, and the Bible says he spends it, you know, when you got money. You ever seen, Bible talks about you ain't never seen nothing until you see a fool, <laughs> a fool in his folly. Now, a fool can't be in his folly without the money. So when a fool get money, his folly get funny. Man, it's a terrible thing. I mean, when, 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 you, when, you, when you ain't got good sense, and you spend all your sense on stuff that ain't going to bring you no sense. <laughs> you got people out there who are waiting on you. Oh, here it come. Fathers already know this. Fathers already know this. I'm speaking to you parents who are disconnected from your loved ones. But may the Lord help you today. So the Bible says he, he, he goes out, he spends it all. You know how they're going to buy everybody drinks. He's big time now. He's buying everybody drinks. You know how it works, right? He's going to let everybody hit the hookah pipe. Hookah, thank you very much. And it's different than a hooker, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they balling. They eating, they smoking, they vaping, they hitting it hard. Wait, 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 wait. Let, me, let, me, let, me, let me hit that for you, finish that. Let me get that in. You know, all that stuff that accumulated down in the butt of that thing, you know. Right. Don't, don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. Man, he balling, Jack. When you got money, you can do stuff. 
By the way, money's not evil. Money just brings out what's in you. Tell your neighbor what I said. Tell your neighbor what I said. When you got money, whatever in you comes out. Whatever, whatever aspirations you got, you just start to fulfill them. Looking, Jesus telling the story, and all them brothers are sitting around listening to Jesus. No matter what status they are, they know what he's talking about because it's touched every one of their lives. Okay, so now I've got to stop this part right here. I'm going to ask you a question. What was daddy doing when son was gone? What was the father doing when his child was separated from him? Him having given him the power to do what he wants. What was daddy doing? What were parents doing while children were sinning? Uh, Jesus doesn't give us the details, but he does give us just a few hints. Because the son, at some point, he runs out. Look at your neighbor and say, they're going to run out. They're going to run out. When they run out, they run into a wall. And they got to make a decision. Isn't it amazing? The Bible says he took a job feeding swine. The most despicable job a Jew could ever have. It was a cursed job. It was a stank job. He had to stank like the stank he was in. And if you know what sheep do, then you understand why it was so stanking. And he's feeding the pigs. And he's so hungry because nobody helping him. He think I'm going to eat this stank. That was, was how hungry. And in the middle of that, guess what? In the middle of it, what happened? Come to me. Talk to me. What happened? Something he came, come on, he came to. How did that boy come to himself? I declare daddy was back saying, Father, in the name of Jesus, you know my son. You know where he is. Oh, God, God he's interceding. And, and, and God will hear a prayer. God will hear your prayer for your child. He comes to himself. He said, I must be lost in my mind. My servants, my slaves in my daddy's house eat better than this. Y'all still breathing? Yeah. He gets up. He walks past the employer. He sl flings that slop down. And, and he makes his way home. I don't know how far he was. The Bible talks about the far country. It's that at the far country is a place in your heart where you're dissatisfied with where you physically are or where you are in your heart, where you're dissatisfied with your state in life and you're looking for something else. He, he, he squandered it all and went to the far country. You know, the far country actually already was in his heart. That's what drove him away. He's got everybody's attention. Tax collectors, sinners, Sadducees, and Pharisees. They all, scribes, scribes and sinners, they're all listening. They stop writing because their boy is gone. Their girl is in somebody's bed. Are y'all hearing me? Not thinking, could there be hope? 
that the condition of my children, which are the personification of my sins when I was young, could God somehow turn the table? I'm feeling you right now, and I want you to know that the God you serve, he is able, and he will do it. The Bible gives us a little, a little, just a little hint. It said that the son, he, he threw that mess down. He got up out of that slop, and, he, and he's thinking, he's thinking, I'll, live, I'll, I'll dress better, I'll smell better, <laughs> I'll look better as one of my father's servants than living in this crap. I did say it, crap. Is crap okay? Okay. All you online, he did C-R-A-P, crap. The Bible says, he said, then he starts talking to himself. Where do you think he got these words from? He starts talking to himself. I know what I will do. I will get up and I will go to my father. And I will say, Daddy! <laughs> Daddy, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. My actions have separated me and divorced me from this household and, and your nature. I know I'm not worthy. If you just make me a servant, I'll serve you. By the way, that's the exact attitude. That's the exact attitude that God Almighty wants the sons to have toward their fathers, the daughters toward their mothers. Because that is the attitude that puts them in leadership. How do you think he came to that thought? I think, I think, I'm, I'm going I'm to take license right now and say that that father knew his heavenly father. And that he was praying to his heavenly father about his son. And I, I, I'm taking a little license, but I think that that dad knew something about the father God. And started praying to him, interceding. Father. It would get on him. And he'd just get up in, in all times of the night, whatever. When, whenever it, 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 that thing got on, he'd start praying, Lord. And sometimes you parents have been praying for your kids when they're near the door of death. But it's not the will of God that they would die right there. So the Holy Spirit jerks you, wakes you up, and you start praying out of your spirit. Because something's going on that, 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 that God needs to transact. And he, need, he needs you to give him permission to transact that thing. So the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you start moving and praying. And, and God begins to send the spirit and begins to work where you can't work. Do what you can't do. Go where you can't go. Be upon him when you can't have his hand. And God, is, that's, that's the God, that's the Father we serve. That boy I'm going home. I am going home. And he starts home. <laughs> He's not walking that proud. When he left, he was, hey, <laughs> But when he came back, he broken. He busted. Why am I telling you this story? Because I don't want you to give up in your parental duty 
to set the atmosphere in heaven so that heaven, righteousness, peace, and joy can come down on the one you're praying for. And I'm, I'm telling you this because if you will not give up and not let your anger take over and not let revenge take over, but if you will let the love of God encompass you for your child in the same way in heaven, the joy that's in heaven, God said, I want that joy to come down in your life. And it will come down if you do not abdicate, if you do not run away, if you do not shut your mouth. But if you open up your mouth, you and your wife, whoever's in your household, and you begin to form that altar, and you begin to pray and begin to say what God said, and declare over that child he might be a hundred thousand miles away it don't matter because your prayers don't distance ain't no problem with god so when you start praying to heaven and start in, insulting or assaulting the, the throne of god 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 who in his heart wants this for you release his mighty angels just the time that man's about to take your daughter's life he the angel comes and stands she can't even explain it why she's still alive. He can't explain it why he ain't dead. Because somebody like that father Jesus was talking about in that story. Finally, the Bible says he's on the way home. And then, then the father, then the next scene shifts to the father. I think it was something like this. He had one of them mornings where you walk. Parents, you walk and pray. I, I walk and pray. Walking down here, we're going back here. and I'm praying, right? I'm praying. I think one of them mornings, he just couldn't stand it. And the Holy Spirit said, go. And he, I, I think the father ran out them doors and said, you know what? You know what? It's time. It's time for them to come home. And, and, and you parents that have been praying, you moms, you dads that have been praying, I, I'm telling you in Jesus' name, the power of God to retrieve those he loves. He wants that joy in you. That son is headed home. So you, you and the father headed toward him. And when they saw each other, when the father saw him said, from afar off, look at it in the text. When he saw him from afar off, you look it up, you'll, you'll see. I've told you this so many times. Look it up. It means further than the eye can see. From afar off. Check it out. From a long way off. In other words, I believe the father got up and said, I got to find that boy. I want to say this to you. Some of you parents, Holy Spirit may have been speaking to you. Go get your child. Go get your child. Sometimes the enemy try to hold them, tries to hold them in shame and embarrassment. They want to come home, but they don't. They can't risk internally rejection. But they want to come home. I don't know who you are, but I know you're here. For some of you, you got to do what the father did. Get up and go get your child. Because God has already put going home in the child's heart. And all they need is to see your face. All they need 
to hear your voice. I don't know who you are, but if you know who you are, stand up. Go get your child. Go get your child. You might have to get on a plane. Show, show your child your face. The Bible says when they, when they saw him, when he saw his father, the father did the unthinkable. He's telling a story that these cats, they can't believe the story. The father started running. <laughs> running toward that child. The reason why they couldn't believe this is because there was no greater shame than your son to disrespect you with your money that you and your property that you spent a lifetime accruing. Because they were so into money and stuff. Jesus knew exactly who he was talking to. Same thing with that shepherd who valued the one sheep as much as he valued the 99. That woman who valued that coin. In the name of Jesus, may God give you grace, give you power, and give you wisdom to receive your child. Don't try to make them do anything, but just receive them. God is the one that does the work. Let God work. Let God have his perfect work in the heart of your child. You won't be sorry. He saw his dad. He ran. He closed his arms wide open. The last thing that crowd listening to Jesus would have ever expected is for the father to throw his arms open and run his and move his legs running with all his might toward his son to embrace him. Father doesn't know where he's been, what he's done. It don't matter. And when he hugs him, oh, that in the same way in heaven, in the same way, joy comes down to earth. That's why at the end of the story, which I, I don't have time to tell you, it, it gets as heavy as it, it gets as heavy as the, the first part of the story. I will I'll tell it to you maybe next week. We'll see how the Holy Spirit. Did. But 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 in the same way, there's joy in heaven <laughs> over one sinner. God wants that. instant when we were separated we are no longer separated. Lift your hands to the Father. You parents that have been hurt by your kids because listen to me, just admit it, they're living out the sins that you lived out. It's just in multiplied form and different methods but it's the same thing. So don't be mad with them. Don't be angry with them. Things that you did, that you sacrificed yourself, you could have had, but you didn't have, you gave to your children. You wanted them to be thoroughly equipped with everything, and you, you don't want them to have any needs. And, and all the things that you suffered to secure them and to nurture them, you gave them. And they didn't even appreciate it. In fact, they loved the stuff more than you. That son came to, when the son came to his senses, I tell you what, when the son came to his senses, it's a whole different ballgame. 
When the father embraced that boy, and the boy opens his mouth, said, Father, I'm no longer, please, Father. It's, it's, a, it's an act, it's, a, it's reconciliation, it's forgiveness, it's confession. And he, he can't wait, because he, 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 he's, he, I'm sure the son is enthralled, and his father, his love is embracing him, but he had to get his heart right. And let your children get their heart right. Father, I'm no longer worthy. You're just, you know, I'm not worthy. In other words, let them, let them know that you know, that they know what they did. But isn't this the same way with Father God? And, and, and the Father doesn't even hesitate. He said, uh, he said, white boys! I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. <laughs> Servants, bring the robe. He speaks to his, his CEO. He says, bring me, my, bring me my signet ring. He speaks to his other servants. And says, bring me the sandals. Let's take the robe first. Let's get this stank thing off you, boy. Here, put this on. Close it. Symbolizing I know was under the robe, but I have made you righteous. Lord, have mercy. I know about your irresponsibility. Bring the ring. Here, here's my signet ring. Anything you stamp with this ring, they will give it to you. Come on, bring the shoes. Servants in my house wear shoes. You're not my servant. You're my son. Shoes on his feet. Every one of them, every one of them listening to him were saying, Oh my God. Because they were getting the picture of the heart of the Father about them. Put shoes on his feet. Your destiny, your direction, your purpose is secure. God wants you to be in that position, uh, moms and dads, to restore your children to their rightful inheritance. And you know why it's so good? Because they already know what the opposite is. So that means they ain't got to worry about experimenting with that. They know what that is. Live no lies. Is that what it is? Okay, take the hand of the person sitting next to you. We got to go. Now I want you to, I want you, parents, don't you punk out. Don't you run away. Don't you. Don't you, you, I, I need you. The Lord wants you. Get back, get back in, get back on that altar, in that place of prayer. For those that are disconnected. Some of them have come back, but God needs to, he, he needs to finish the work in their lives. How many of you got some sons and daughters like that? You know, they, they're back home, but Man, they're not home. Touch the hand of the person sitting next to you. Father, in the name of Jesus. Let the joy, <laughs> let the joy, just like it is in heaven, let the joy 
over one be the joy of the many in this room whose children, whose relatives have returned. They were lost, dead to the purpose of God, but now they are alive. Let it be so, Father. Give them the courage, heal their hearts so that they can step into that place. Be the in-between, the intercessor that God may answer in Jesus' name. Stand on your feet.